Before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you about my very own app designed to revolutionise your learning experience. With the British English Podcast app, you'll find a distraction-free learning hub featuring all of our free resources, including the podcast worksheets, ebooks like the five-step method to improve your listening skills, how to use idioms in the IELTS exam, and many more. Plus, our English level checker, which will give you insights into your proficiency. And if you're interested in our premium content, the beautifully designed app is ready to deliver it all in a seamless way. Download it now via the link in the show notes or simply search the British English podcast in your device's app store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello, hello. Or should I say, hey you, happy Valentine's Day. How very inappropriate that was. I'm sorry, I, I just get caught up with the whole romance of Valentine's Day. And because I'm such a hopeless romantic, I thought I should dedicate this week's bite-sized episode to St. Valentine. But don't worry, I'm not going to throw the usual at you as to where it originated and the possible theories out there, because I have done that before, I think. I can't remember when and where, and I've seen it out there a lot before. So um, we're not going to do that, but we're going to do some digging around the idea of Valentine's Day, romance and, um, you know, cultural differences, as always, because this is the British English podcast, the show that helps non-natives better understand British culture along with British English. And uh, yeah, welcome to um, the Valentine's Day slash week episode. It's obviously the most romantic episode of the year because February the 14th is the most romantic day of the year, isn't it? Well, I assume it is worldwide, but if your culture has a more romantic day, do let me know. Um, Yeah, so uh, now this episode will air on the weekend after... Oh, after Valentine's Day. But right as I speak, it is February the 14th. And so, oh, so I have a rose between my teeth. Between my teeth. Teeth. Not teeth, teeth. Oh! Because here in the UK, we take the day very seriously. Oh, ow. Because here in the UK, we take the day seriously. So we all go around with a rose in our mouth for the whole day. And due to this, visits to A&E for bleeding gums and tongues increase by an order of magnitude around this time of the month. I'm being silly there. We don't all go crazy for it. But businesses definitely double down on the theme and push 
all sorts of crap on us. Uh, one example is um, a teddy bear from a well-known company called Me To You. Um, yeah, this teddy bear is called the Tatty Teddy Bear. That is an incredibly soft and fluffy grey teddy bear with this um, famous blue nose and patches on its feet. And I think the left foot reads Me To You on it. And this company, they do a whole range of Valentine's Day teddy bears with ones holding a big heart, two bears cuddling with a big heart between them, um, you know, all sorts. I, I wonder, I wonder if they now even cater for um, polyamorous relationships, you know, to keep up with the times and that. I suppose they would at least have three bears and then the heart would have to be held by all of them and uh, be precisely in the middle of the three or more bears to not suggest a closer bond for two of them. Otherwise, the teddy bears might see some violence. Now, I'm needlessly giving uh, throuples a hard time there. A throuple is a, uh, a three-way couple. And, you know, if that's what your romantic setup is, then fill your boots. Are you getting the most out of this podcast? Imagine having all our free learning resources, including the podcast worksheets, the Idioms for IELTS ebook, the five-step method to improve your listening skills, and much more at your fingertips. With the British English Podcast app, you can access everything in one distraction-free learning hub. Plus, if you decide to upgrade to our premium podcast, Academy, or any of the courses, you can do it all seamlessly within the app. Find the download link in the show notes now or simply search the British English podcast in your device's app store and start enhancing your learning experience today. So, yes, we have an iconic teddy bear um, from the brand Me To You. Uh, chocolates galore, flowers, uh, especially roses. And, uh, you know, I'm sure most countries have a similar array of gifts, I guess, like what I've just described. I do wonder, though, how we fare in comparison to the rest of the world in regards to romance and then how active we are on Valentine's Day. Because my suspicion is that we are much lower down on the list when it comes to general romance all year round. But on Valentine's Day, I'd say we sneak up the rankings a bit uh, because it's it's like there's an organised, agreed upon day to put time and effort into romance, which seems to be something we could embrace a bit more. Because I assume most Brits would cringe openly at the idea of publicly declaring one's love for someone. I, I'd bet my bottom dollar or British pound sterling that proposals at a sporting event on the big screen is far, far more popular in America than England. I think that's obvious, right? So yes, I think we find it hard to admit that we have um, romantic feelings for anyone in a sincere way in front of other people, uh, in, generally, day to day. But give us an organised, contained amount of time that we have all agreed upon and we will let our hair down and say, oh, go on then. I'll treat you to a fish and chips, love. Now, I think that is even beneath most Brits. The go-to, certainly in my circle of family and friends, would, um, would most likely be a dinner out at an Italian restaurant. 
Uh, that is most likely a chain restaurant, which serves pretty average, inauthentic um, Italian dishes like a pasta or pizza. Uh, we'd only have one course, maybe have some dobles at the start and then a pasta or pizza for the main. I suppose it's it's Valentine's Day, so we'd have some chocolate for dessert. But we wouldn't have the, you know, the authentic way in which uh, Italian restaurants really do uh, their food. And then maybe uh, the night continues on at, uh, what would it be? Oh, yeah, local cinema. Yeah, yeah. Watching the, the latest rom-com uh, to please the missus. Yes. No, that is a disgustingly assumed cynical view on how Brits might celebrate Valentine's Day in the evening. So forgive me for that. But it was mostly deliberate as a fairly substantial segment of the population do have a cynical view on Valentine's Day. A lot of us can't handle the pressure that the commercial businesses put on the public and the amount of unnecessary tat that comes along with it. And not to mention how it makes single people feel. So yes, there's a mixture of how individuals in the UK respond to the holiday, but I still have a suspicion that we climb the ranks a bit on this day uh, uh, regarding romance. Because yes, there's a fixed day in which we have agreed to literally relax that stiff upper lip and give our loved ones a big old smooch. Did you know that we have a 45-minute long audiobook that also comes with an ebook to read along with, teaching you 10 of the most useful idioms that you can use to sound like a native-level speaker? You know, the next time that you want to impress someone, be it for a job interview or an English exam, like the IELTS test, then you can whip out one of these phrases and really wow them. We've selected these 10 because they're daily idioms. They're ones that you can use in many, many situations. So you won't be wasting your time learning a random idiom that you'll never really get the chance to use. And the even better news is that we're giving this audiobook and ebook away for free. And all you need to do is find it in the show notes of this episode, head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com and find it in the homepage. Or just like the free worksheet for this episode, go to thebritishenglishpodcast.com forward slash freebies. That is F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. So let's see. I'm going to Google how romantic are the Brits in general in comparison to other countries. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, apparently come in 53rd on a list that uh, has not been vetted in any way, shape or form. It was uh, on the first page of Google, but the survey was titled uh, Percent of People Who Experience Love on a Daily Basis. So we came in 53rd out of um, over 100 countries. Uh, Oh, yeah. I wonder who came top. Oh, okay. I wonder if you can guess which country came out on top. Any thoughts? I'll let you ponder over that one for a second. Uh, Let's turn it into a guessing game. Yes. Um, What can I say? So the country that, according to this survey, has the most love is, uh, well, it's an island nation in um, Southeast Asia. Yes. Um, It's known for its beautiful beaches 
and lush tropical forests. Um, it's home to more than 7,000 islands. Wow, okay, I googled that one. 7,000 islands, making it one of the largest archipelagos in the world. Archipelagos. That's a difficult word for me. Archipelagos. An archipelago is an extensive group of islands, lots of islands close together. Uh, so, yeah, 7,000 islands. What do you think it is? What country? I'll give you one more clue uh, before I reveal the answer. Uh, this country has a rich history and a proud national identity and is celebrated for its resilience and its warm, friendly people. Drum roll, please. The country where people experience the most love day to day is the Philippines. Oh, wow. Under the survey results, it says in 2014, in honour of Valentine's Day, the Philippine government sponsored mass wedding ceremonies for hundreds of couples. The Philippines also set a world record for the number of couples simultaneously kissing for 10 seconds. The final tally being 5,122. Gosh, that would be a British person's worst nightmare. Snogging in public in close proximity to others. And if you looked around, you'd see way too much PDA from thousands of couples. Yeah, our nightmare. Also interesting to see uh, 5,122. It's an even number. So that hints that there were no three-way kisses going on. It doesn't confirm because we all know four threes are 12. But yes, in the Philippines, a whopping 93% of people report feeling loved. And that comes from a report that is quoted as the most comprehensive global index of love ever constructed. Mm. Apparently in 2006 and 2007, uh, the researcher Gallup asked people in 136 countries whether they had experienced love the previous day. Yeah, okay, that's, that's quite a reasonable way of asking it, I suppose. The researchers found on a typical day, roughly 70% of the world's population reports feeling love. That's not bad. That's quite nice. That's, that's a nice stat. And as the UK came in 53rd, they reported 74% of Brits that took the test said they felt loved the previous day. Okay, so... Now let's take a look at the percentage of people who actively celebrate Valentine's Day in one form or another, which is pretty open to interpretation, isn't it? As, uh, you know, in a, uh, a nymphomaniac's mind, having uh, S-E-X could be the only qualifier of being romantic on Valentine's Day or actively celebrating Valentine's Day in their opinion. And then a man or woman who uh, is is married to God, who uh, who writes out a Valentine's card to the, the big man upstairs, could say they are celebrating Valentine's Day. So yes, to be actively celebrating Valentine's Day is rather open to interpretation. But um, yeah, I just squeezed quite a few native sayings into those last sentences. So Premium and Academy members use the glossary you are provided with. And those of you who are listening for free, then you can check out the free worksheet that includes some of the phrases from this episode. So head over to the British English podcast dot com slash freebies. That's F R 
E-E-B-I-E-S. Or you can click the link in the show notes that says free episode worksheet. Or you could even download the British English podcast app, which allows you to play all of the episodes with the free worksheet on the same page as the podcast player. It's a very powerful resource, one that took me a lot of time to create and cost me a lot of money. So please, please use it. Anyway, yes, back to finding out the middle ground between a uh, a nymphomaniac and a nun on Valentine's Day. So if I Google which country participates the most in Valentine's Day, what will I get? Okay, so I found a poll titled, How likely are you to celebrate Valentine's Day on or around February 14? And this was last year. And the most active country is apparently the United States at 75%. Okay. And then the UK, the UK comes in at 12th place at 59%, which is 4% above the average on this poll. I would say, see, my hypothesis was right. But this poll uh, didn't ask as many countries as the other survey. So unfortunately, we won't be able to conclude how valid my thoughts are. But uh, considering I do know my ass from my elbow, thank you very much. I think you might just want to take my word for it on this one. Remember, uh, this type of order amongst chaos or rather chaos within order, came up in my British pubs episode when I mentioned how Brits typically don't talk to strangers, but there are certain areas in the pub that allow for this rule to be broken. And it's this agreed upon rule that I think might bleed into Valentine's Day that make us slightly more willing to take part in it compared to... Uh, another nation that shares a similar reserved nature and stiff upper lip for the other 364 days of the year. Oh, a paragraph under the latest poll I was looking at caught my eye just then. It says, among those who plan to celebrate Valentine's Day, 41% on average globally plan to have a romantic dinner at home, 35% to have a romantic night out, restaurant, cinema, theatre, concert, etc. And 33% to make love. And this, uh, this gut reaction I had when I read that made me think it's worth digging into. Because when I read that, I felt a bit funny, a bit uncomfortable. And I immediately wanted to make a joke out of the, uh, the making love bit. Or uh, or I, I think I just put on a silly voice then when I said that. Yeah, I did. And I think I've read before that an anthropologist by the name of uh, Kate Fox, I haven't read her book in a while, but I think that is her name. I used her name quite a bit at the beginning of the podcast because she has a great book called Watching the English. And she's an anthropologist, which means a studier of social behaviours. Um, and she was focused on you know, English social behaviours. And so she thinks the stereotyped Brits get in the bedroom for being awkward, uh, frigid and 
incapable of flirting our way to the bedroom is actually less based on um, how devoted we are to the big man upstairs or how terrible we are between the sheets, but more so simply because we find the topic itself incredibly taboo and at the same time a great opportunity to make a joke at our own expense. I don't doubt a lot of cultures find it taboo, you know, S-E-X. But I don't know that many French men would have a knee-jerk reaction to uh, joke about how small their winky is or uh, an Italian who openly says they've forgotten what to do down there. I don't know, maybe Brits do prefer to make a joke about sex rather than actually have sex. But considering the population growth is strong, statistics do point at the idea that we do do it, but we do like to mock the idea that we ever do it. Hmm. I'm reflecting on that. And um, it's the evening on February the 14th, and I'm being far more intimate with my microphone than with my partner. So that probably speaks volumes, doesn't it? On that note, I'm going to wrap this one up here and uh, go and beg for forgiveness that I haven't dedicated my evening to my one true love. Uh, So what have we learned? Uh, Brits feel a need to make a joke when the topic of sex ever comes up, although we do still take part in the act. Uh, The majority of us celebrate Valentine's Day at 59% of the population. And based on my anecdotal evidence, we go to an average Italian restaurant and then go to the cinema. Oh, oh, and we give each other cards. Yes, it starts young. In Again, in my life experience and no research outside of that, I think I started giving out cards when I was in primary school. So under the age of 11. Um I may not have received any until secondary school, but that's neither here nor there. Um, And we've also learnt that if you want to feel the love, then get yourself over to the Philippines. Or you can accept this big smooch coming through the mic from me to you. Happy Valentine's Day from your not-so-secret admirer, Charlie Baxter. See you next week on the British English Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Before you go, make sure to download the British English Podcast app, the ultimate tool for your language learning journey. It houses all of our free resources from podcast worksheets to ebooks and the English level checker. Plus, it offers a seamless experience if you choose to join our premium podcast, Academy, or any other course. Find the link in the show notes or search the British English podcast in your device's app store. Enjoy a beautifully designed, distraction free learning experience today. Happy learning!